It's another beautiful night in the Metro Atlanta area, and we want to welcome everyone to the Bare Truth Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers. Tonight's show is being fed via internet, blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. We're live in the beautiful Renaissance in the Cobb County area of Metro Atlanta. Um, it's a beautiful evening, uh, a very, very, very high-energy night, and we should have a great show tonight. We want to make sure that all of our listeners know how to call in and, and interact with us tonight. So if you are listening via Internet and would like to dial in and speak to the host or any of our guests on tonight's show, please do so at 347-826-7520. Now, mind you, we are in the Renaissance, so um, there's a little bit of activity coming in, but we just felt like being uh, executive tonight. So we made a great, grand decision to come on to the Cobb County area and uh, do our show tonight. So if you have a business in the Metro Atlanta area and you would love for us to actually do a live remote at your location, make sure you contact us today at 706-363-3895. Our hours, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday and 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Fridays. And we'll be able to answer any of your media questions. If you're online and you'd like to uh, tweet or Facebook message us. Uh, we're on Facebook at Loudmouth Online. You can tweet us at Loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. And in your tweets, please use the hashtag, The Bare Truth. Tonight's show will be available for download and on demand 24-7 after 10 p.m. Tonight's show, I'm sure, will be a dynamic one. So I'm sure you'll be in for a treat as usual, as Miss Jazzy always brings some type of nice, interesting, heated discussion. And as we're uh, doing our broadcast, we want to let you know that our chat lines are open. So if you want to chat with us online, you have the capabilities of doing so. We're live at loudmouthradio.com to be able to see and talk to you live, um, right online. As far as our uh, media partners, we want to recognize them tonight for uh, being a major part of our network as we're growing in leaps and bounds. Fletcher and Sons 2 Auto Repair, located in the heart of Jonesboro, Georgia's offering our listeners, the opportunity to get their cars prepared for the summer heat because you know it's going to come. So my my advice to you is to take time to go in and have them take a look at your car. Have it actually serviced for your air condition, which includes a leak diagnostic check. Your actual Freon will be charged in your system to make sure that it's nice and blowing cold, and that's only for $75. So you might want to take clear advantage of that while the opportunity does last. You want to reach them at 770-471-0116, as well as you can actually view their actual interactive video online with us at loudmouthtv.com and see Fletcher and Sons video there. And find out more about what they do as they're ANC certified on foreign and domestic vehicles. we also like to recognize another one of our media partners, Digimo Printing, who's done a spectacular job on our show, Flyers. They've made sure that each show has had its proper theme and image, and they can do that for you as well. So if you contact them today at 770-506-2996, you have a wonderful opportunity of having some very nice, professional, digitally designed media for your business. And they're offering our listeners 1,000 flyers and 10 11 by 17 uh, posters free with that purchase of $80. Um, the design actual fee would be extra, but it's worth it. Um, if you also need business cards, 250 business cards for $25. You can't beat that. So all those who are still using Vistaprint, you've been in business longer than three months, shameful. Get something that's going to be adequate to represent your business 
contact Digimon Franny and let them put the work in it for you. 770-506-2996. As well as AtlantaCarfinders.com, specializing as the number one referral source to help you connect with your new vehicle in the metro Atlanta area. And you can find them right online at AtlantaCarfinders.com. And now I think it's just perfect timing to go ahead and bring your host in for the evening, Ms. Jazzy Jones. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for allowing me to come to you on another Tuesday evening, 8 p.m. As usual, I am excited about being with you and you being with me because I know it is so much to do on a Tuesday. Most people think it's not, but it really is. I can pick several things, like this wonderful hotel that we're in. Um, it is so many things happening, conferences and meeting groups and preparing for the game tonight. I'm not going to say that and man because I know my son, Jermaine, is really listening and he's shooting for the birds, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Go ahead and grab your coffee, your tea, your water, or your drink of choice. Kick your legs up, your feet up, get back and relax in your comfy chair, and let's learn about some other things. As you know, this is a two-part series on our Let's Talk About Sex. And last week we covered, you know, the intimacies, the fantasies, the lack of communication a lot of times, um, the enjoyment of the sexual pleasures. And um, we had a guest that wasn't able to make it to go a little bit deeper, um, but we did talk with Ariel Loren from Corset Magazine and shared some insights. And it was a good show. This week as well, I'm always hoping to bring you information that's going to be beneficial and that's going to give you um, informative information and helpful information because that's what this show is about. The Bare Truth always tries to bring you the truth, at least from our perspective and those that we bring on the show. Of course, they're all our opinions. Some of them are facts and some of them are facts as we know them to be. Um, but I always try to bring you the Bare Truth covering love, life, sex, and flowers. So tonight we're going to continue the conversation. However, we're going to go on the flip side of the sex industry and sexual pleasures and go into a little bit more serious um, conversation as well as a healing conversation. So we entitled part two as sexual healing. Tonight we're going to talk about um, the healing processes of sex and the sex industry. Many of us have friends, family members, or we've heard stories, um, some very horrific stories and some stories of choice. It didn't always go the way that they wanted them to go. But nevertheless, we want to be able to offer to our listeners those stories again, and we also want to be able to offer our guests and those them some opportunities that will give you healing and recovering from being the victim. I know you hear a lot of stuff in the background. We're making sure our mics are together because I think I wasn't being heard very clearly. I know that I don't always speak as loud as some of my other co-hosts, so I'm going to do my best. Nevertheless. We're going to have Imani Evans on tonight. She's been on our show before, and it is always a pleasure to have her to come on, and she'll be on in just a little while. 
But I wanted to start the the show off, you know, as I do each week, going into my little bits of researches here and there. I found a story, uh, a documentary that I thought was just incredible. And tonight we're not in a judgmental state, even though we're going to talk about several of the industries, um, sexual industries and circumstances. We're not here to judge anybody. We're not here to put anybody down or make anybody feel less about themselves or their choices. We're here to talk about the choices and or the forced situations that brought people into a need for sexual healing. But we are here to discuss things that do take place. And so in studying and preparing for this show, I found an article, and I found a documentary that I watched. And actually, the documentary is in Amsterdam, and it's about two twins. Well, the two twins, me too. Okay, it's about twins. (laughs) And their names are Louise and Merton Spalkins, F-O-K-K-E-N-S. And um, it's entitled Meet the Falcons. Isn't that hilarious? But nevertheless, it's not the Falkers, it's the Falcons. And they're from Amsterdam. So I had to watch this and read all of the subtitles. Well, I like foreign films, so, you know, no big deal. But the story is about the twins that have been in the prostitution industry for over 50 years. And they've just retired in the last few years at 70 years old. That's right, I'm going to let you take a little bit of time to think about what I just said. These sisters, ironically enough, twins, went into this industry very, very young and stayed in the industry, and I will say somewhat got trapped into feeling that they had to stay in the industry for over 50 years. Now, they the, the whole, they are two of the most bubbliest, cheery, happy-go-lucky sisters that you ever want to meet. Matter of fact, if you watch the video, which we'll post all of that information, it's on Netflix, so you'll be able to pull it up. But I'll we'll post that, have the producer post that for us. But if you watch it and or and or read their information, it will look like they're talking about gardening and just you know everyday run-of-the-mill type of industry or job or career, and in Amsterdam, although it is legal, it is still a taboo industry. And what we wanted to talk about with these particular two, I wish I had, you know, opportunity to have had this translated into English, but I'm not that good nor that fast on um, downloading and, and flipping a language. But nonetheless, what they share is how they started in the industry, how um, in that during that time, now you're talking about 50 years ago, and these sisters are in their 70s, and you're talking about another country that does not always protect their women, as most countries didn't 50 years ago. You know, we've just gained some rights here in America to vote, and we're just coming into positions of leadership, and we're just being acknowledged as an equal part to men. But even here in America, um, you know, we did a show on another one of our co-hosts' show very early on in in Loudmouth um, launching, 
of sex trafficking. And even here in Georgia, Georgia was one of the states that really just kind of spearheaded this whole promotion of, listen, it's here, it's real, it's happening. But in other countries, it's still very prominent how you can be taken from what seems to be a loving relationship and finding out that this man is really a pimp and really wanting to put you in prostitution or really wanting to put you in pornography or, you know, causing you to be in a position where you have to depend on him or her because it's it's both sides and putting you in positions where you feel like at first it's very glamorous and then you find out, whoa, this is not the glam or the fame that I was expecting, nor is it the glam or the fame that I want to stay in, but you feel like I have no way to get out of it. I have no way to um, provide for myself because, one, this person is taking care of you. They're providing your food. They're providing your clothing, your home. Every single thing that you do or you don't do is now provided by this person. And so... In those moments, you're either really very much controlled and abused to the point that you can't get away, or if you do get away, you're found, you're brought back, and you're treated in most horrific situations, which all of us have probably heard stories like this. But these two sisters are talking about it as if, you know, it was no big deal. Now, when they begin to share their stories of um, husband abusing and leaving them and being and getting pregnant and in a society at that time you just did not get pregnant without being married or being in a stable position and it's just I don't want to give it all away because I would love for you to follow the documentaries that I talk about I really want you to kind of support the people who have taken so much time to put them together and it's really really a great documentary but even there was um New York Times review of this film stated that beneath the Falcon's cheery facade lies a familiar story of poverty, male violence, lost children, and a fight for independence. So you see, even when you're looking at it, you see all of the good, and they, they're great artists. They, you know, I don't know when that skill was, was honed in, but they're really talented artists. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, later on in life that that's going to sustain them. But you'll see that all of that glitter of gold, of money-making, and they made money. They made great money. But you think about being 70, and in Amsterdam you just kind of go up to the window and you choose the the person that you want to be with. These are 70-year-old women in windows, and it's right across from them is an 18-year-old or 20-year-old girl or a 30-year-old woman, and these are the women who they're going up against, and these are women who are treating them. Now, they're in the same industry, but these are women who are now treating these older women like trash. Or you have men or women coming by snickering and laughing at these older women who could be your grandmother that are in this industry, stayed in it because they didn't know what else to do. Well, they didn't choose what else to do. Like in the documentary, one of the moms will say, I should have done something different. I should have made a better choice. I should have, I should have, I should have. And you will hear that story throughout when you're hearing um, about many of the women, primarily women, because men do this as well, guys. So let's not get it 
twisted that only women are in the sex industry or get caught up in any type of um, stripping or pornography or primarily prostitution, but at least 70% of the people who are in prostitution and or porn or stripping are women, 70%. That's a huge percentage when you think about across the globe who's involved in these type of things. So once again, we're not here to judge, but we do want to bring awareness. One of the sisters doing this documentary, you have um, a group of Christians who come to her and have come to her for years to talk to her about getting out of the business. And every time they come, she's very respectful. They come in, they sit with her, they talk to her. And this was, they really began to talk to her latter, the latter part right before she she got ready to retire. And they were saying, you know, don't you want to stop? Aren't you tired of doing this? And she was like, yeah, who wouldn't want to do this? But who's going to pay my bills? How am I going to survive? You see, this is the same thing I was saying. How do you survive when somebody has been taking care of you or an industry, a job, as you will, has been taking care of you and providing for you for over 50 years? That fear grips you because you're thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to eat? How do I take care of my – they have the cutest little dog. How am I going to take care of my dog? And so one of the um, Christian women said, well, no, I think it's the leader. The the I, I want to say he's the priest or the the pastor. Says, well, what if we take your card, like a debit card, and we will pay all of your bills? If you stop right now, we'll pay everything for you because we want you out of this industry just that bad. And you know, when somebody comes up to you and says, "Let me give you thousands of dollars," or "Let me give you," an opportunity to have all of your bills paid, who really believes that? So when she sits with her twin sister, her sister's like, yeah, right, what's the catch? What do you have to do? You know, that's an unbelievable thing. Most of us will not have that experience in our lifetime happen um, easily or where we would just readily believe it. Now, I would believe it because I'm a believer in all those good things, but you understand what I'm saying. She sat down, and the sister says to her, well, you know, that's a great idea, but what are you going to do in a few months when the money runs out? Because they're only going to pay for your living up to a certain time. So it's things like that that, you know, we have to think about. When we're asking women and or men to come out of an industry, we want to be able to have skills and opportunities for them to be able to come out and to be successful. So those are the things we want to talk about. As soon as we come back from a commercial break, we're going to bring our guest on and we're going to continue this conversation as I'm going to post some of these things for you to see exactly um, what we were, were sharing with you with the sisters. So hang on. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening live to Lime Off Radio Network. The Bear Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers with Miss Jazzy Jones. We'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in. If you'd like to call in on the studio line, this is a hot topic. I'm sure you'll have some questions or comments. Feel free to call in at 347-826-7520. We're on the air live. You have opportunity to speak on some of the things that's being said. If you have questions, comments, if you've seen some of the information that's being shared, we'd love to hear your viewpoint. 
as well as if you'd like to talk to our guest and her featured host for the evening, Ms. Amani Evans. You'll have the opportunity to do so while we're on air. For all our people that are online, we have an open chat, so you can definitely post your questions, comments, and things that you may want to address for everyone to see, and uh, we'll speak on that and address those as well. We also want to thank our sponsors, Fletcher & Sons Auto 2 Repair, Digimo Printing, as well as AtlantaCarfinders.com for supporting and featuring this broadcast this evening. We actually want to make sure that if you're online and you want to tweet, that you tweet at Loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, and use the hashtag, The Bear Truth. we also like to make mention that we are able to interact with you by mobile messaging, get uh, specific promotions and offers from our Loudmouth members that are listening. We want to make sure you're able to take advantage of some great things, find out some special news before it's broadcasted, we want you to text Loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, to 77948. So you look up your cell phone and just make sure you do a text of L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. Uh, things they apply, just make sure you check your, your local cell phone plan. So pretty much everyone has the ability to have unlimited text messages now. So we should be okay. And we want to make sure that you're aware that we are available for download 24-7. Available also now on Stitcher Radio. So we're reaching 4 million in their car dashboards now. We're available for this app on your iPhone and Android. So download Stitcher today, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, and make Live Mouth Radio Network one of your favorite shows. Now it's time for you to get back with your host. Thank you so much. I so love the fact that we have the greatest support system. We are growing in leaps and bounds. So, guys, please, please, please call in. Um, find out about advertising with us. We are growing so grand, and um, I'm excited. I don't want to hesitate because I do want to have our guests come on. Um, and we have a couple of people that have called in. If you want to be a part of the show, if you have a question or comment, please remember to press 1 so that we can add you to the show. Um, right now I want to go ahead and, and welcome my guests to the show. How are you, my love? Are you with us? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hi. Greetings. Thank you for having me. You know I'm always excited when you come on the show because you are such a joy. I've known you forever. Yes, it's (laughs) it's always a pleasure. Well, I don't know, Did you were you able to join us? Because I know you're always busy. Did you get an opportunity to hear about our sisters in the industry for 50 years plus? I did. I actually listened. Um, I've been listening since you came on and listening to I that story. You. I definitely want to... Um, I want to see the documentary because I think it's a fascinating story. Yeah, it is. When I, I sat back and... Last week when we had the show, we had a, another guest, Medika, wasn't able to make it, and she is mm-hmm. such a, a healer within her own self, so I really wanted her to be on that part of the show. But, we, you know, I love the fact that it's my show. I can bring it on, bring it back, and, and talk yeah, about it for please. a long time because we want to have healthy sexual relationships. You know, everybody wants to make sex dirty or make it nasty, and it's nothing of the sort. It's just how and what we want to do and how we can come out of some things if that's our choice, and which most of the time in a case like this with these sisters, they didn't want to go into it. Most people don't, as I'm sure you would agree, wake up one day at six years old and go, you know, 
going to be a stripper, going to be a prostitute. I am right. going to be in the sex industry. It's just not that. Um, would you right. agree? I would totally agree. I would totally agree. <laughs> so in in watching this, and I'm reading the you know the subtitles, and I'm listening to the stories, and I'm watching these women, and they're they're so they were beautiful young, and they're beautiful now. But watching them as you know, from a grandmother perspective, watching them from a mom perspective and knowing this wasn't the first choice. And, see, and you know, it's very, you know, for those of you that are listening that may or may not have children, I forgot to do this disclaimer, you may want to take them out of the room if you don't want to hear grown-up conversation. But it definitely, if, if you watch this documentary, it is graphic in some areas, although it's done with taste. It is mm-hmm. Amsterdam, and they have no shame about it, <laughs> you know. But I wanted to talk to you, and I wanted you to share with our listeners, you know, um, about what you do and how this falls in line with some of the things and some of the areas that you do with love for women and create love. Yeah, well, I think this falls in several areas because, as you know, my sister in spirit, who I know is on the line with us now listening. Yes, I uh, see. Ready to hear her heart. (laughs) (laughs) Ready to hear her heart in spirit because, you know, we're twin souls. Um, yes. But we are, we, you know, we have Create Love. It's in line, in alignment with several things that, that we do. Uh, one, for me, with Create Love, because Create Love is all about the the building of successful relationships. And then the name Create Love is very intentional because we believe love is yes. intentional. You know, there's yes. a saying, you know, fall in love, we fall in love. We say stop falling in love. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we say be intentional and create and build love um, with love effort that. and intention. And that love shouldn't be work, relationships shouldn't be work, but it should be effort. It does require effort. It is also in alignment with the work I do um, with Women Healing Women. And Women Healing Women is a nonprofit, 501c3 nonprofit. I started in 2005. Uh, and we do supportive services. We provide supportive services for women survivors of sexual and domestic violence. As yes. a sexual abuse a sexual abuse and rape survivor. I started the organization because I needed the organization. When I looked at the landscape of support out there for long-term survivors of sexual violence, I couldn't find anything that wasn't trying to make me a victim. Um, right. In the way that it was, it, the way it provided services, I wanted something that showed me, like like Maya Angelou says, you know, um, surviving is necessary, but thriving is elegant. And oh my God, I, I couldn't find that. Anything. Don't yeah, you love that, that, Sandy? Because that, we talk about yeah. we talk about ourselves. No, sure. We talk about ourselves as survivors, um, and I embrace that term. However, surviving is not the end destination. You know, surviving is the journey, and thriving is right. where we are trying to support women to, to be. Um, and, um, and and one of the things that Sharon and I talk about in our sisterhood as, as friends um, outside of just our business relationship is that Sexual violence is an attack of the mind, body, and spirit. So if if healing doesn't involve all three, then we miss out. Um, exactly. And so, you know, my my personal 
vision and, and purpose in life is to be an empowerment vehicle toward that end. I love that. I believe we have um, another caller online. I want to welcome them in if they're wanting to come on the show. Caller, are you there? Let me see. Hi, it's Sharon. Hello, Jazzy. And- Hi, Hi, my love. <laughs> How are I you thought that was you. Oh, my God, I'm so glad you're joining us. I feel like we're always having coffee and tea when you guys come on. Okay, it's a family reunion. It is, it is. I just want you to jump right in because I know that you've had an opportunity to hear um, Sis talk. Um, we were we started the show out talking about the two sisters, the twins actually, that have been in the, the prostitution industry in Amsterdam for over 50 years and and how, you know, it, it's, it's a you gotta watch it. You gotta watch this documentary. It's so bubbly. It's so awesome. It is very well done. But you will see the sadness and you will see the trap. I say that they got caught in, and many women and men, for that matter, do. And how we're in the process of talking about your you guys' organization and what you do to help those that may. And I, you know, I spoke with Imani earlier this week, and I said, you know, it's either you go into it by choice or by force. And mm-hmm. we can come out of that through healing and through loving of self and each other. Absolutely. Um, you know, I I really believe that uh, many times we have to be careful because society, as well as different um, organizations, for example, the church or whatever, we we victimize people and then we villainize mm-hmm. them. And mm-hmm. for example, we. We and we do that not only in the sex trade, but we do that in different ways in society and corporate America. We have glass ceilings, we have roadblocks. We don't allow access mm-hmm. to different education. We tell women mm-hmm. that their worth is based on their looks and their bodies. And then when they feel like they have no other resource, no other re- uh, recourse, they use they go into prostitution. And then we victimize right. them on the front end, and then we villainize them, and, and then we label them, we shame them, we cast yes. them away. So I think yes. the hypocrisy is not only in prostitution because there are a lot of ways to prostitute yourself. And many mm. times we prostitute our bodies, but sometimes we prostitute our spirits because we feel right. that many times that we have to um, go along to get along, that we can't be people of integrity. And so we, mm-hmm. so prostitution mm-hmm. to me, um, it's, it's, it's something that we have to address because of hypocrisy, but we have to address something that Imani said, not only the victimization that happens with the, with the body, but the spirit, um, not only the spirit of the person, but the spirit of the community, the ethos of a society mm-hmm. that says it's okay to limit you, but then when you find ways to uh, take care of you and your family, then we want to, then we want to victimize you or villainize you, and I think that's something that, um, I'm really glad that Imani's group let people know you don't have to be a victim. And through right. Imani's work with Women Healing Women, she supports growth, she supports empowerment, and I think that's something that I really admire about her because somebody has to do the work. And she has to tell the women that they are not victims, and then on our end, I have to, as a minister, I have to tell the church, stop the hypocrisy. Stop creating yes. systems that derail and degrade and demean um, and then at the same time, um, try to hold the people accountable and shame them at the same time. So that's how I really feel about with that issue of prostitution. There are many ways that people are prostituting themselves, and if you hopefully if you love yourself and you realize that there are other options, other recourses that um, you can 
to heal yourself, but also aid in the healing of others, like Imani is doing with women healing women. Exactly. I know when we when I was setting up this this whole topic, um, and I love you. I love. I'm gonna tell my listening audience, guys. When I say these two women protect their image and their brand, it is so serious. <laughs> Which you should do, and I'm laughing because it, you know the people that know me know I'm I'm very cautious about that as well. But at the same time, you know my show, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers, and the reason why all of those topics were important, you know, for various plain and ordinary reasons. But sex was important to me because a lot of times we are so afraid to talk about it that we ended end up not having healthy sexual relationships. And we end up going from partner to partner to partner trying to find that that key, that 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 whatever is supposed to be there that's not there in a relationship. And the primary thing that I'm finding, one, is communication. Communication, you know, with our partner, but communication within ourselves. We're so, as we're saying tonight, we're so shamed into believing that sex is dirty, nasty, and then oftentimes being in forced situations or um, whether it was forced with physical abuse or sexual abuse or forced to believe in mentally that we were so worthless that all we could do is this. And so I'm so, again, very, very, very happy to have you both on and to believe in our show and to believe in me enough to come and build your brand and build your love and your support and your information, you know, with our listeners. So I Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that because it really is important to us, um, um, sister, to to protect the brand, but also to be very clear about what the overall vision Mm -hmm. for is, um, for who we are, but also to understand that every piece of, the pie is not ours, and sometimes it's ours to stand back and support something from a distance, and sometimes mm-hmm. we have to be in it. And our ego sometimes uh, has us forget that, and we want to be a part of everything, even if it's not for <laughs> us. You know, so we're very clear not to do that. But I want to dive into some elements of what you're talking about because, you know, there are really lots of pieces to this issue of this dichotomous relationship with sex we have in our in our country and in our culture. And the shaming is a really big piece. You know, as a mm-hmm. rape survivor, incest survivor, I believe that sexual violence attempts to steal our joy of sex. Yes, and, it does. And I want to re- really reinforce to women that that is a myth, that uh, sexual violence is an experience. It is not our identity. And, and the, the, the worst oh. thing we can do is to continue to allow it to impact us and keep it from Let's our joy. Say it one more time. Please just repeat that for those that, that may have just turned on the radio. Please. <laughs> that is so important. That 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 sex sexual violence is an experience. It is not an identity, and it is. And so I'm very meticulous around the language I use when I talk about my own sexual violence experience because I grew right. up with a lot of shame about my body, a lot of shame, shame about sexuality. And sexual violence is so prolific in our country. You're talking about several things in this show. You've talked about sexual violence, sex trafficking, and sex work. 
which are two, which are all three very vast issues. Um, sexual violence, which is the precipitator for a lot of the women who go into um, who go into the sex industry. Um, right. We know that sexual violence is pandemic, you know, and and I want to just acknowledge this because this is really profound for me that every two minutes, mm-hmm. someone in the United States is sexually assaulted. So that means, sisters, that by the time we from the time you started to the time we end this dialogue, um, in sixty minutes, thirty thirty individuals are sexually assaulted yeah. at the end of this broadcast. That's profound. And 44% of them are under the age of 18. So we know that this is a prolific issue, and we see a direct correlation between uh, women and men choosing the sex industry as a means to a financial end and and women and men who have been sexually assaulted. So we know there's a link. And I, I, I make a, I'm not making a judgment about that. I mean, there, there's a lot of conversation right now uh, glo- locally and globally on on the um, legalization and decriminalization right. of prostitution. Right. Um, the United Nations even put together a 15-member pan- panel that start- met in 2010. They're just now putting out their final report talking about supporting the idea of, of decriminalizing um, prostitution and listed all of the reasons. Um, and there are still some some um, international uh, entities that that disagree with that. So there's there's a lot of argument on on both sides. Um, right. But I I will say that you know it is a precipitator. Sexual violence is a precipitator for people going into um, sex industry, and and we have to really we really have to break up this dichotomous relationship we have with shaming women around sex. Um, Even in prostitution, the laws on the books are stronger for pimps and for johns. However, but the enforcement is not the equal. You know, and so it's still in our society, you know, you see there's songs about big pimping and, you know, pimps up, hold down. Oh, Oh, my God. It's crazy. It is insane. But if a woman talks about owns her own sexuality, then she be she is shamed, you know, and and mm-hmm. and, and looked down upon. We have this dichotomous relationship where sex sells everything from ice cream to cars, but then we can't really talk about sex as a real experience right. to a consent, consenting adult. So. Right. We have a big task ahead of us. Um, I mean, there's a lot of meat on that bone. Mm-hmm. I know. It's so, and, and I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to do this show. Like everybody thought I was going to come at it from a different angle. I, I don't have too much of any shame talking about any parts of sex, whether it's all the way left or all the way right, because I, I just, you know, I too, and we shared this, and I've, you know, I tell so much of my personal business, and people are like, "You say too much about yourself," and I'm like, "No, I don't say enough," because a lot of times people won't say something, and so they don't get healed, and they don't get help, and they feel shame about everything. So I don't mind sharing my story because it's it's helped me come and get over and get through and to become finally um, this wonderful woman that I am, and so. You know, I was raped when I was 17, 17, 18, somewhere in there. And 
it was by somebody that I knew, so shocking, could not believe that it took place. And then I put myself in shame because I knew society was going to do it. So I didn't even have this whole experience. And I was very blessed to have a wonderful godmother that I went and said, you know, was in the wrong place at the right time for a horrible experience. But in, at the same time, what it did for me was allow me to now be this voice that I can bring this on the show and we can talk about it. So everybody thought I was going to come from several different angles. And I'm like, you know, for whatever angle that somebody needs this, it is always my prayer and desire that we're going to cover whatever somebody needs. But it's also, as you say, it's so much meat to this bone. It is so much, it is so many areas that, you know, we need to tackle and just, and it, it will never be enough time because it's just, is you know we could just have this show and I could just have y'all on every week. <laughs> we could just have y'all on every week. So, but um, I'm gonna stop now. Look, I'm being cute because you know we always gotta pay, pay the bills. So hang on, gotta go right back. Gotta pay the bills. Give me just a moment and we'll be right back. You're listening to a live show of the Bear Trip Love Life Section Flowers at the beautiful Renaissance in the Metro Atlanta area. This actual feed will be live for on demand 24-7 after 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on loudmouthradio.com, as well as if you have an iPhone, Android smartphone, tablet, iPad, or even in your vehicle, go to Stitcher Radio, download us, and download Stitcher app and Make sure you take us and make us one of your favorite shows, which we're now reaching 4 million alone in their cars. And we want to thank all of our listeners for pushing us to our greatest. This show itself is a compelling show. We want to make sure that you know, even if you're just now tuning in, you will be able to listen to the show after our broadcast. We want to thank our listeners for supporting our shows each and every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, as each show is just as important as the next show. Make sure that you also tune in each week as we'll have updating, updating events, compelling information, things that's important to you and your community. We would love to hear from you. If you have some things you would like to share with us, email us at loudmouthmedia at gmail.com. That's L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H media at gmail.com. All of our small business owners are looking for ways to be proactively forthcoming and advertising your business. Connect with us and become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio. This is the time. Contact us at 706-363-3895 and let us help to push you out. Loudmouth Radio Network. We want to make sure that you know that we're here to empower, inspire, and entertain. Now back to Jazzy. Thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to go into um, a, a slightly different area, um, not to, to deviate, but I want to talk about um, the healing process of women who have now mm-hmm. gone to sex industries, they've, come, they've been abused, they've decided they don't want to be in it, they don't know how to get out, but they finally do. Just all of those areas. What is your, I'm coming to you, you find out about me, where do I start if I'm coming to you? Well, if you're starting, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go, go. 
I think that something like that is not a one answer fits all. I think that everybody's experience and how it affects their spirit, affects them emotionally, will determine how we will handle and, 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 and try to be a support to that person. I think the first thing I would do is I would let them tell their story. Because what I mm-hmm. find my sister was, was raped by a family right. member. And one of the things okay. that she could never do is tell her entire story. Um, uh-huh. my, my parents shut her down. They wanted yeah. her to not reveal information. And sometimes just being in that moment for a person to tell their entire experience without trying to edit, without trying to not make somebody feel bad, bad is, is a very healing place to start. And that's where I would start right there. Let us tell your story. And also try to get an understanding from their perspective of where, what, what, what I say, what I call where is the healing, the wound the biggest. Because sometimes mm-hmm. with interacting with people who have gone through different types of rapes, I don't have any uh, personal experience with it. Sometimes it's their body issues. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's their emotional issues. Sometimes it's spiritual issues. Now, all the, the, the experience affects everything, but sometimes one area of their life is the most problematic. And I would start there. But I can't say that there's one way that I would handle the, the situation. It depends on the person. Uh, Imani and I are very uh, um, committed to making any type of therapy, therapy based on the individual and not uh, on the experience. And so that's how I would right. approach the person to try to understand where's the wound the biggest and try to address it there. Because many times if you can start there and develop some trust, let them know that it was not their fault. You try to increase their self-love. Then mm-hmm. you can pull them by the hand and usher them into some healing. But um, I think one of the things, first things I would do is try to establish some trust and by letting them tell their story and be an empathetic ear and tell the story how they remember it, not how everybody is trying to force them to remember it. And that was really key with my sister and some other people that I've known who have experienced something um, so traumatic as as rape or, or incest or anything like that. But, Imani, what is your perspective? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think that with any any person coming to um, me, with, um, with, regardless of what the issue is, but particularly the women I work with who, are, um, who have experienced sexual violence, is to, in, in therapy we say meet them where they are. We meet them where they are. You know, you cannot apply a blanket template of healing to one person. You know, one of the things that the core values um, on our website at Women Healing Women, um, uh, we we say that women have a right to 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 heal at their pace in their way. Um, you know, sexual violence takes enough from you. The last thing we want to do is rewound women with 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 what we think is the way they should heal. Um, and so all, and, and one of the things that, you know, exactly the thing that Sharon is talking about is listening. We call that witnessing. We, you know, sometimes women just need their story to be witnessed from beginning to end. Right. And so we right. want to be here to say, you know, even if I have gone through a similar experience, it's not your experience, and you're entitled to share that experience in the way that you feel uh, is right for you, and you can share as little of it or as much of it as you need to. Um, some women come into my office and they don't even remember all of their experience, so it's not even that much to share. 
but their bodies, even when our minds don't always remember the story, our bodies, we have what we call body memories. And so that story, that truth is held up in our body somewhere. And so we experience all kinds of things physically. And so a lot of the work I do with women who are survivors is body work, you know, um, right. and that might include everything from massage to meditation to self-touch to all kinds of healing. But, you know, I don't throw anything on them when they walk in the door. When I walk in the door, I say, you tell me how I can participate in your healing. You know, you tell me what, what your story is, and then I can offer you my expertise. <laughs> Um, my expertise, education, and experience from there. Well, let me that. ask you a let, let me ask you a question, and I love I I love the question, and the reason I ask that is because a lot of times people do do the cookie cutter. They put you into this, okay, you know, in the sure. first month we're going to do this, in the second month, and this is how this, and they don't oftentimes give people the opportunity to one just be who they are, and then rediscover. Mm-hmm who you are. You may have lost that with, you know, with a post-traumatic stressful event. You don't even remember, depending on how young you were or, you know, what part of your life and you're holding on to that emotional, you know, bondage. And so everybody wants to put you into this. Not everybody. I take them back. Some people do put you into that. So I love the fact that, you know, that's how you approach it. But let me ask you this question because this is something that so many people have in saying gender-loving um, relationships, I've been asked this question. Do you, either one of you or both can answer, do you feel like the majority of women that are lesbians have been sexually abused in some way or or the other? I've been asked that question. <laughs> are you finding uh, it more in lesbians than you would, per se, in heterosexual women? No, I, I mean I've been asked that question, and and I can tell you I've been doing this work for a very long time. It, there's there's I haven't found any evidence of of that being the case. It's an argument I really don't even in a, a discussion I really don't entertain very much outside of this one we're having now because I don't understand the point to it. You know, yeah. even if. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even if that was a precipitator for it, uh, and what? And what? I'm not one of those lesbians who has to has to side on the argument of uh, nature versus nurture. Like, if if, right. if I chose it, if I chose it, it's wrong. If I was born that way, it's okay. No, if it's my life, it's yeah. my life. Whether I chose right. it or I selected it, I think the sexuality runs across a, a, a spectrum, and there are all kinds of people on that spectrum, people who feel like they were born that way from a zygote, <laughs> and then there, there are some who, who feel like they selected it. I don't really care. You have a right. You have a human right to exist in whatever that identity is. So, so that's one. But let me just say this. One in three women have been sexually violated. Right. So are there a lot of lesbians who've been sexually abused? Yes, there are, because there are a lot of women who have been sexually abused. And I have yet to to be in a room full of women, straight women, heterosexual women, bisexual women, transgender women, who do not say, 
where I do not walk away after I have identified myself, either the work I do or that identify myself as a survivor, somebody or a couple of somebodies is pulling me outside saying I was abused too and I've never told anybody. Uh-huh. I've yet right, to have exactly. the experience yes. in a group of I'm women. Ashamed. So, yes. I totally support everything Imani says, and it's so interesting that the argument to me is almost insulting uh, because mm. it's almost it, it, it in some way implies it that being a lesbian is a, is a result of trauma, that it's, mm-hmm. it's some, there's some pathology that caused us to be same-gender-loving, and that same thought gives society a reason to degrade and stigmatize and a whole bunch of other negative impact that it has on people who are saying gender loving. So just even the question when you ask the question kind of sent tears down my yeah. mind because to me to even people to even make that um, argument as if there's a correlation is insulting. And I like what Imani says that, you know, People choose and people nurture nature. Who cares? You who you know you who you are who you are, and uh, so that's an interesting question um, that many people continue to use as an argument to some way nullify lesbians, mm-hmm. nullify gay people, mm-hmm. and so that's just like Imani said. That's not a conversation or argument that I, mm-hmm. I get any, any energy because if it does, if I do give it energy, it's negative energy, and I, I have. And, I don't need to do that. <laughs> and we don't want that. <laughs> well, you know, and we don't I, want and, that. We don't want that, and I'm glad you answered it. Some questions I ask, I don't agree with. Period. But I like mm-hmm. them being on the show because the show is sure. archivable, so people can continue to hear this this answer over and over. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the good thing about it. But I do want to talk about um Well one thing, Jazzy, I'm sorry, I wanted to just the one last thing I wanted to okay, say no, about right the pathology team. I'm sorry, but this feels important to me that that we I, I really thought that once the um American Counseling Association Psychological Association removed uh homosexuality out of the DSM four, which happened in the seventies that we would be done with the pathology question, <laughs> you know, a group <laughs> of highly, right, a group of highly trained psychiatrists, psychologists, and, and thought leaders sat around and had this debate for us and walked away and removed the homosexuality out of the DSM. We're working on um, uh, uh, transgender identity disorder out of it, too, but, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but, but, but 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 it was it was removed out of the DSM four, meaning that it was not seen as a as a uh, a dysfunction, a pathology. Right. Um. So right. so I think we're we're done with that. <laughs> well, we can totally we can totally be done with that. And if anybody has that question for me ever again, I'm gonna go. Can you archive my Is show? Right. <laughs> <laughs> archive the show. I wanted to ask you guys, I know this is something that we've talked about before, and I think it goes right along with the healing process, Um, but I wanted to to briefly touch on the very real term of lesbian bed death. And before you guys talk about it, I wanted to also ask, do you also find that, you know, once we talk about this, well, let me ask that afterwards. What is your ideas, your approach on lesbian bed death, the term and the realization or the lack of realization of it? 
Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, Sharon and I, Sharon, know we knows this is one of my favorite topics because mm-hmm. you know, I just know I've written about it. Um, stop it! Stop, ladies! <laughs> stop doing that and start having sex. That's, that's my blanket. Get you some. I love Get it. you some. I'm right here, right here, okay. right here on the very truth. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my professional twenty-two years of Get you some. Um, uh, so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it is, it is, it is a strange phenomenon um, because you know. Lesbian bed death, you know, um, was the the term was coined by Pepper Schwartz, who did this study on um, people who stop having sex. We have women who are in relationships stop having sex. Well, the study was on sex, period, and 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 she found that in the study, and that the longer women together, the longer the periods are between having sex. Um, and I, I I really think there are lots of reasons for it. You know, sometimes it's just a bad pattern. Sometimes, I mean, you know, and being a lesbian, look, I don't know why anybody would choose it anyway because you just, this is not for the play of heart, honey. This is, being a lesbian is serious business. serious <laughs> business. This serious business. It's very complicated. And, uh, and sexuality for us is very complicated. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you're, a, a, as a heterosexual, you know, if you can get A into B, you know, voila. You know, we've done, we've done a great job. With women, it's very different. Some women like this, and some women don't like that. And some women like right. rubbing and touching and fingers and licking. And so there's all kinds of things, and it involves to keep a healthy sexuality requires communication. Um, mm-hmm. And not mm-hmm. falling in, I mean, you know, as emotional beings, we're, we're designed as very emotional beings, and so sometimes we can get caught up there. But But I promise you that... Sex is a way of softening your eyes towards your partner. And what I mean by that is, you know, if she is, you know, throwing her clothes on the floor and not putting them in the hamper, if you just had some good sex the night before, it kind of doesn't seem that bad. That she <laughs> you know what? I would be upset about that, but you know, I'm just, I mean, yeah, I'm, not, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm good. I'm good. Well, I also you think know. that people stop having sex, um, like Imani said, <laughs> uh, for a couple of reasons too. And I think she hit on something with communication. I think as women, as people. We have some so much built up resentment that that it pulls us away from each other, and we think mm-hmm. that sex is between the legs. Sometimes sex is between the ears, and if Absolutely. you have a partner that you can't talk to, a partner that's, that's uh, not growing, there's unspoken needs and desires, and you can't have that communication. Sometimes your body just shuts down because your mind can't even engage in a way that's loving, that's sexual, and sensual. And so I think that sometimes. I call it emotional hoarding. I've heard the term of somebody say emotional mm. hoarding. That mm-hmm, really affects mm-hmm. people's ability to engage on that level because it's a very intimate level. And if I'm mad at you or if I think I'm I'm being stifled, if I'm not growing, I am not going to engage with you on that level. But also I want to say I think it's deals with self-care. For so many times, um, mm-hmm. so people don't take care of themselves. 
And I, uh, Imani does a good workshop on uh, self-care for dynamic women. If you're not caring for yourself and you're not working out, you're not eating right, you're not being mindful of your emotional and spiritual and intellectual needs, you're not going to have sex anyway. Everything affects right. our sex life. You know, I think men are different where it's physical. But with women, like, um, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's intellectual, it's all these different mm-hmm. aspects of us that comes in the bedroom with us. And if we don't take the right. time as women to stay attractive, to, to romance each other, to, to uh, if we don't feel as if we can voice what we need emotionally and psychologically and spiritually for my partner, nobody is doing any touching. And if I don't touch you, I'm, you know, it's going to be in the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? So I think we have to be, we got to be very careful that we don't forget that sex is not only between the legs, it's between the ears, and we have to be attentive to that portion of our sex life also. Wow, are we going to coin that? I'm going to have the producer to put that up so they so people can come to the show. That it's not just about sex between the legs, it's sex between the ears. I love it. That's it. Ah, That's it. That. That's be, that might be my new T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good word. You know, but you know what? That's very true. And like I said on last week's show, even though, of course, that magazine uh, with Aria Lorraine covers so much, the main topic of the conversation was about communication between partners, whether you're straight, whether you're transgender, whether you're lesbian, bisexual, queer, whatever you want to coin yourself or label yourself as, communication is the key of great sex. You know, mm-hmm. and I found, you know, in just talking about it, I'm not a sex expert. I wish I was because I love the idea of sex. And when I say the idea of it, I mean not only just the pleasure part, but that you could put strange-looking body parts together Mm -hmm. and it makes music just trips my mind right out of the powerful Mm -hmm. creation of, Mm -hmm. you know, that whole beautiful part that we call body. It's just amazing to me. But I found that you're absolutely right. If I am not being communicative in some fashion, whether it's speech or touch or look or something, that you are picking up that energy, that it's a connection there, it's not going to happen. It is just not going to happen. And what I found just in the conversation, because I've, you know, I've had this conversation, I've asked many, many times, I'm a very sexual being, and, you know, meeting women and or men back in, you know, that part of my life, but primarily being with women, you meet women initially and it's just this beautiful chemistry and, you know, you go a couple of months, you go some years, and then all of a sudden there's none, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's have a conversation. What I see Mm -hmm. is that people don't want to talk. And, you know, I'm seeing that there is, not an easy way when somebody shuts down, it's not an easy way or comfortable way to say, hey, I need you to open back up so we can at least have the conversation. And so, you know, I'm ready to come to one of your workshops just because I love to continue to, to have good understanding not only of myself but how to have a better relationship with my partner. But I just think it's so important. It is so needed to have workshops where you can actually express, learn, and how to have better relationships sexually. Well, you know, the exciting thing is that, you know, the Create Love Conference, we're doing our second one in March, 
And one of our workshops is going to be on raising the erotic consciousness, and it's all about uh, maintaining that sexual, sensual, spiritual, because it's all the same uh, connection um, in your relationship. And the thing is, is, you know, if you've gone a long time without sex, um, in your relationship, you know, you can't expect to dive back in like, you know, Jenna Jameson. You have to, you know, who is a porn star, but we, that's okay. Anyway, so um, you, you can't expect to, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying I heard that she was a porn star. Um, but, uh, but, but, but you 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 can't expect to dive back in with, with you know, everything, you know, you know, we can try tantric sex, which is that bringing that spirituality into sexuality. Yes. And we just deeply touch each other and explore each other's bodies. And, you know, women have so, we often bring uh, so much shame with our bodies. You know, we want to be under the cover and in the dark, and we don't want to see this role, and we don't see that. I mean, if you've been with her for five years, honey, she's seen the role, okay? So, okay. Right. Right. <laughs> so you know, you got to let it go, you know. And, and right. we have to begin sort of connecting with, with each other first and then sort of build our way back into it and not expect that it has to be, you know, a no-holds barred the first time you reconnect. Because sometimes mm-hmm. that alone keeps women from going, from getting reconnected sexually. Um, and we then we prolong it because we don't want to do all of, you know, A to Z. Well, you don't have to do mm-hmm. all of A to Z. Just begin touching and reconnecting. And actually, I do think that the communication and the touching, it does have to go hand in hand, even though, yeah. I, I'm, you know, you, 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 if you're disconnected, the further disconnected you are from your partner, the more icy the communication is, the more aloof the d- communication can be. So they have to happen in tandem, you know. Um, touch, we know, releases oxytocin, which is important yes. to increasing that pleasure. It's the pleasure. They're calling it the pleasure hormone now. So we know right. that touch is critical to that. So we have to also talk and touch. Yeah. Absolutely. It's I so funny. That. Imani was just said something. Um, it's almost like uh, – to reconnect, we have to get over that performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so many couples have performance anxiety. i got to go to 1 to 10, or what if I don't do it right? And it's interesting, the more I talk to women, I think that there is this thought process that everybody knows how to have sex. And well, I mean, yes. that people don't. And every time you have a new partner, you have to learn how to have sex with that person. And I think that we have to, uh, only way to get over that performance anxiety is the trust issue. And like she said, touch and talk to develop that touch, that, that trust physically and emotionally and spiritually. So you can kind of say, okay, even if I don't do it right, this person loves me and we're going to get it right. But I'm if you're in a space it. where there's performance anxiety or judgment or you're trying to be a 10 when you're really a 3, just work yourself up. Then I mm-hmm. think that we can get to that place. But it's also about vulnerability also because we have yeah. been taught so many negative things about our bodies. And yeah. it takes a lot of growth, a lot of self-awareness, a lot of self-confidence to be, to surrender to the moment. To, and you have to, mm-hmm. that's why sexuality and spirituality are so close 
Because if you can yes. close your eyes and say amen, you can also close your eyes and come. And there's that. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. it's about you know, and Very we have true. to get to that point to do that. And I think that um, if we're teaching people to trust not only their partners but to trust their bodies, because some people don't want to to really enjoy their bodies because they're scared of how they're going to look, scared of how it's going to act, how their body's going to yeah. perform. You know what? If you have to have a couple, a, a person that you trust and say, look, I don't know how I'm going to show up, but I want to do something different for the second half of my life sexually. And so just, let's just go for it. But that that takes a lot of trust and a lot of vulnerability. And, um, and we need a vulnerability in the bedroom as well. But it starts outside of the bedroom. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we can have sex and have reckless abandon for a while, but after you have tried every trick in the world, you know, to have sex. What are you going to do? To go to that, exactly. yeah, how do you go, go to that deeper level of, of making love? And making love is a deeper level that requires some vulnerability and some trust. Oh, my and, God. And the thing is that, that, that when you, you know, as we age, our bodies change. And those couples that have been together, you know, Sharon does some wonderful interviews on Create Love, the Happy Couple Highlights. Oh, when couples yes. have been together, yeah, for 16, 15, 17 years, mm-hmm. you know you can't do the same thing. <laughs> Girl, you know, wow. When you um, met at 20, you can't do that. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. You know, so, so you might have been able to put your foot behind your back. And, and you were, yes. and now, now you're lucky to just get your foot up on the bed. Yeah. You know? And you, you know what I'm saying? And look, and I done gained just a little bit of weight. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. I don't feel like getting on top. I'm a little heavy. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't. So you got to work with where you are. You yes. have to work it where you are, you know, and you and you just have to do it like you have to learn some other tricks. You know how the oldest old people when they dance, they just do the two steps that board and yeah. got a lot of noise that go along with. Yeah. They're like, what the no? You have to do that sexually, you know. Oh, you just yeah, have to learn how to work with each other's bodies and understand the changes that are happening with your body. And maybe you can do it for an hour and a half when you were 20. And now it's like, look, but we got 20 minutes. Um, You know, we got five
we will always find a way to have sex. If we have to have a nurse position us on top of each other, <laughs> on the side, flipped <laughs> over, we will have sex. We will dance yes. and we will have sex. And that is something that made me know that although at the time I was in a relationship and it just was not going in the direction that either one of us wanted it to go, it made me know that in order for my life to be as fulfilled as I desire, I have to dance and I have to be with mm. someone that will love me enough in my age, in my weight, in my my changes, in my whatever yeah. I'm going to experience in life will want to want me for a lifetime and I them. And I'm so blessed. And that's all I'm going to say about that right there. But I, I just I just want you guys to know I appreciate you so much. I'm going to play the show over and over and over, and I'm going to share it with my friends. And do you know when your next workshop is going to be so we can offer it to our listeners, or is that something they can just follow you guys on? Well, absolutely. Um, July 20th, um, Create Love is having Unveiling the Stud Mystique. It's going to be an amazing uh, panel discussion, a group discussion, grown woman discussion on what it means to be stud, butch, aggressive, masculine, identified woman. Uh, we have some dynamic women on the panel who bring together brains and beauty. And um, if you miss Loving Out Loud, which was our last um, event. Oh, my God, May, I wanted to be there. I had to work. Uh, oh. it, was, it was ridiculous, Jazzy. It was ridiculous. Um, so you definitely don't want to miss this. We expect to have a full house as we do with Loving Out Loud. Um, and um, and then for Women Hill and Women, we're doing the Self-Care for Dynamic Women workshop on July 27th. Um, okay. So we have a full slate, and you can always log on to our website at www.createloveforwomen.com. Um, I will also want to give a shout-out that we are one of the finalists for the Georgia yeah. uh, Voice. Uh, best blog, I voted. Um, I voted. Yes, yes. So we want to encourage people. First, thank you for your support and encourage folks to continue to vote the month of June. That we we plan to be to take it all away with with your support. Oh my God! Yeah, also, I love you. Both. Um, oh, thank you. Um, I also want to say to be on a lookout. I will be doing um, uh, in addition to Create Love July twentieth in August. I will be doing a workshop. Um, called You Can Depend on You, based on my book, I Can Depend on Me. So be on the lookout. I'll have more information on that um, probably at the end of July, and we're looking forward to that. So keep voting, keep voting, keep voting, and thank you yes, so much I've for been your telling We appreciate that. You guys are so welcome. I hope, you know, of course, you know, anytime we have a topic that suits you and fits in there, I'm going to call you, and hopefully you can come back and join us. But we definitely will promote all that you do because what you're doing is really healing the nation. Thank you. Thank, thank you so thank much. Thank you much. Thank you so we much. Appreciate it. Well, listeners, we really appreciate you, as we do every Tuesday, for coming in and listening, taking time. I just got a, a text from Tammy. Tammy, I love you. She said, I missed the show. She just came available once again. I love the fact that we are on Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. You can download the app and make us a favorite. You can listen to us anywhere, anytime. It's over 400 million listeners on the Kardashian as you're driving, 4 million plus. Um, 
you can listen to uh, our show on the car dash. But the beautiful thing is we're always able to be archived. So after 10 p.m., you can always go back, usually about 10, 15, 10, 20-ish. Um, you can always go back as long as there's no technical difficulties in um, the Internet ways. You can find us, log on, find the show, and listen. Don't miss out on this show, guys. It is wonderful. Tell your friends about it. Whenever these guests take away from their time, you always want to come back and hear it because it's always always impactful. So I want to share with you our flower as we're still here in the Renaissance Waverly Hotel over in Cobb County, and it is just wonderful. We have such beautiful and powerful people here tonight. And we are so blessed to be among them. But I wanted to tell you the flower because we always try to find a wonderful, beautiful flower because I love them. And the flower for tonight is called the Narcissus or the Nar. I don't know how to pronounce it. I keep saying I'm going to get somebody on the show that pronounces the flower. I was going to call it Narcissus. But nevertheless, I will post a picture. You can find it and you can pronounce it. Anyway, the flower is beautiful. I chose the one that's white and has somewhat of the peach, peaches, reddish um, middle section. But it means to bring self-love and it increases self-confidence. It also enhances inner beauty and radiance. And I thought, what a befitting flower to put on the show when we're talking about sexual healing, loving yourself, and loving others. I hope you will take your time out and pick a flower out for the week, for the day, for the moment, because truly they are placed in our lives to give us and bring us an abundance of smiles, an abundance of joy, and the fragrances are just amazing. I hope that you will have a fantastic evening and a wonderful week. Peace and love. 